Hi, and thanks for joining us for another episode of Enlightened Conversations. Each week, we invite guests to share their views on the world, work, and their personal lives in an enlightened way. Our hosts have been chosen especially to role model just how we do an enlightened conversation. This episode is produced by Michelle Lightworker and sponsored by the Lightworker Foundation. Hi everyone, it's Michelle Lightwork here and welcome to another edition of Enlightened Conversations. I'm a bit excited about my conversation today because I first met this beautiful, wonderful, lovely lady, Linda Willows-Roberts, quite a while ago and we were working together on Soul TV and having a wonderful time, really feeling a sense of connectedness and mutual resonance on that particular show. And ever since then, um, the wonderful Linda has been a great contributor to this Planet's Enlightenment and also Lightworker Advocate magazine. I'd like to formally introduce her to you so you know a little bit about her as well. So Linda is actually an international speaker, a certified medium, a spiritual teacher, psychic clairvoyant, certified angel intuitive, Reiki master, theta healer, and psychometry, and writer. Her passion, Willow's way of life, really helps people to find their way, which is what I'm very passionate about as well. I think even up on our website, we say, we help you find your way so you can help others find their way too. So we have such a deep resonance, Linda and I. Linda has so much to offer us today um, in enlightening our view and would particularly love to discuss how to live without limitations. I'm already getting my goosebumps on with regards to this subject and how to manifest the life you want, in particular, in, sorry, in partnership with spirit. And maybe we should say in particular with spirit in mind because co-manifesting is a really awesome thing to do with spirit. Welcome, Linda. Hi, Michelle. So happy to be here. And isn't this wonderful that we can, you have provided a platform that we can have these conversations to help as many people get the way of life that they want. Absolutely. And, you know, for us, it's, it's a little bit uh, on the easy side to manifest what we want and um, see that happening all the time. And we have, I guess, the privilege of that. But it's not, it's definitely not something that people, it's far away from people's reach if they want it. So I think it's really exciting that we get to share a, a few tips and strategies around that. Oh, trust me. And don't think that I've always been a really good manifester. You know, I've had hard times. You know, there's times when um, my daughter was young, um, she ate and I didn't. Do you know, I'm not, I'm not coming forward as a person that, can, that, that is actually with just words saying, do this to manifest, do that to manifest. I've actually struggled in my life and I've made mistakes and I've had spirits slap me. So I have, have come from a place of where I didn't have much um, and I made bad choices. But the reason that I got into getting manifesting and getting the way of life that I wanted was because I wanted to change my life. And that's where I'd love for, for your clients as well. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And um, the broader community needs to hear that. I think, like for me, um, the people that I find are at that place of really expanding their consciousness and ascending and activating what they already have within them, they've been through a shitload of, of, of hard times because often... I think we, we've created that manifestation, if you like, and people might not see that as manifestation, but I think that we do create that level of low vibrational frequency manifestation to help to lift us. It's, it's, if we get that, I think we find that we step into manifestation of what we actually really want to create a lot easier, don't you think? For sure. You know, if it wasn't for me wanting to make, have a different life and a better life for my daughter, I wouldn't have started. So, and then once I started and once you start rolling and you actually start seeing everyday, like I call miracles, like, and I'd go, oh my God, how did that appear when I needed it the most, you know? And then the, and just it grows. And then the trust and the faith that I put in spirit um, just to, to go, okay, if you can do this, it looks like you know what's better for my life than I do and I made some shitty choices. Um, so I really trusted them and they put me on the road and some of the things that have happened for me have been amazing. 
Yeah, you know the thing I thought of the other day was I realised how much I actually notice now that's actually serving me. I missed a lot before. Even, even when I was conscious or thought I was conscious, I was missing just little things. So just because we think perhaps that we're not being helped along the way or prodded doesn't mean we're not. It might mean we're just missing it, but sometimes we have to step into that level of faith to really trust that that is happening, even though we can't see it and we will be shown. We get to that certain point though, don't we? where we, we, we start to see those little miracles you're saying like all the time. And it's amazing. It is. It's like um, a jigsaw puzzle. I didn't realise how much, I mean, of course, spirits were taking into consideration everybody's free will. So when I ask for things now, I always, when I'm manifesting, I always ask for um, what feeling I want to have. I don't actually put it into objects or material things. So, you know, I want to live a peaceful, joyful, happy, adventurous, travel, extraordinary around the world. You know, I ask for them, you know, extend it out to the most. And then I let it go to spirit because it's a jigsaw puzzle. They've got to put all the pieces together. And um, for people's free will, you've got to wait for somebody else to come into line for this to happen and for that to happen. And But just to have faith that it's happening and that they're working on you is, you know, it's it really is a, a pleasant way to live. Yeah, I think I agree. I, I'm less attached now to form. I think the early manifesting kind of lingo was all around money and kind of goals and um, now it's more I'm, I'm, I'm not short of things and projects I want to do or creation or exciting things um, that I'd love to unfold but um, for me uh, the, the feeling of joy and connection with spirit along the way and the feeling of my, my soul growth that feels to me far more enriching than um, just maybe the transaction of receiving a certain sum of money or do you know it just doesn't hold the same level of weight for me that, that you know in the early days of manifesting one would assume you'd think about yeah I, I know but I tell you what when you do receive um, uh, an amount of money that makes doing what you want to do free um, well, not free but it frees you up to do the things so in, in my um, life, you know, I'm retired. So what I do is I volunteer my time. So I go to wherever I need to, or wherever um, I say I'm in service to, to spirit. But I don't undervalue myself. Don't get me wrong. I, I do have that balance. And it, that's not why I volunteer. But spirit has put me in a position that I can actually do things and they've supported me during it. Um, but there was a time that I've sort of said we had going to do three shows in New Zealand and I've gone like, where's the money coming from? Actually, I was quite rude. I said, you better pull your finger out of your ass if you want me to do this. And voila, the next day it appeared. Do you know? So you, I know I don't put a value on money. It's only energy as well. But it certainly helps um, when you're saying, this is what I want to do. I want to go out and I want to help people. And you've come from a place of service. So when you put it out there that, that you want to help people and you want to be accessible for people, then Spirit, you know, help me become accessible to people. And that's exactly what you're doing at the moment. Yeah, I feel that. I, I, I too volunteer a lot of my time because I feel like this is... Um uh, this is a, a calling rather than a job. It's, it's, it's definitely something that if I didn't do, I wouldn't continue to grow. And so I'm definitely feeling that as well, like that it's a, making the decisions based on what's for the highest good of all. But not only that, that I put myself in the equation in that little jigsaw puzzle and I'm in that as well. So if I'm not growing, if I'm just doing what I could do rather than what I need to do, <laughs> then then I don't help anyone really. I, I, I don't like the word retirement, I've got to admit, because um, I don't feel like I can retire from enlightenment. I think that would be a double negative or something. <laughs> One day. <laughs> but, you know, like, you know, it's, it's, I know it's officially a word when you yeah. stop. Yeah, I get it. But, uh, yeah, I, I kind of feel like I'm just going to keep going <laughs> in whatever way they want me to do it. 
I've retired from paid work. I'm, um, but what I, what's that's actually helped me with actually stepping into my spiritual life. Do you know? So when I have, um, you know, I'm Linda Willow Roberts at Willow's Way of Life. And that was because I wanted to sh people to share in the way of life that I was was living. So the spiritual life, every time that I veered off the course from the spiritual life, whether it be from relationships to money to situations to places to people, every time I veered off that spiritual path, everything goes haywire. As soon as I get back on the spiritual path, and like you said, you know, you 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 work on your spiritual life all the time. Things you start to go with a spiritual flow and that's just what happens yeah I sometimes I don't like what I call assignments that are given to me you know like um, they may appear to other people as um, I don't know how they appear to other people but to me I look at I'm continually getting spiritual assignments to do and so I'm in active training for with spirit all the time and um, my current assignment is recording enlightened conversations and working that towards that to become a film and you know um well they already told me i was making a film <laughs> before i even rolled out season two um so it's you know i, I kind of got told after the fact of starting you know and my my current assignment is doing that but it i, I feel like um you know we we manifest everything that we need to manifest to help us to step into our enlightenment and to our, our empowerment and to um, be of better service to the world, uh, I think that we manifest everything. So if that means that, like you were saying just before, like that, that when you step kind of off that spiritual path, everything goes, hey, well, it's perfect manifesting, isn't it? Because it really gets your attention and you go, holy crap, I've got to step back on. <laughs> I, I, know it, I know it doesn't work. Okay. And it's beautiful, isn't it, when you think of it that way? Oh, it's like going off the rails. Control, I'll delete that. Thanks. Because um, I like my spiritual path. I like where I'm on. Um, and I'm just going to manifest the hell out of it. You know, years ago, I used to say in workshops, fake it until you make it. And I did that, you know, I just, every time, you know, I'd sit there and I'd write my list of affirmations. It was, I am happy. I, you know, we say I am, I have, you know, that's just old law of attraction sort of stuff. Now we've come into the time of like fifth dimensional instant manifestation. So we're Absolutely. in a time, yeah, we're in a time now that what you say is what you get banned straight up you know so be really careful and especially as spiritual people for the spiritual people that are out there that are watching this do you know our words and our thoughts and our actions because we're spiritual people have more weight behind them we've built that muscle up so that muscle is stronger and we have more weight behind it so really be careful what you're saying and thinking even if you have a slump time and, and you're feeling a bit down and out because you're spiritual and because you've evolved and because you've got that you've built that spirit muscle that, that your connection they actually your words have weight absolutely i agree because it's like our words have you know the way i look at manifesting it's not so much what you say or what you think but it's a feeling attached to those thoughts and those words yeah. and so yeah, you're right it's like well, yeah, we usually say what we mean and mean what we say when we're at this point. And so, therefore, the feelings are behind them. So, yeah, we do need to watch them. Um, and, like, uh, you know, the control or delete, control or delete, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, I dive into more of my, my, my shadow, I guess, my shadow aspect quicker if I feel like I've been triggered by someone else's stuff so that I, so that if I have a, um, uh, you know, negative response about someone or a judgmental to say, I don't like the word negative. So just say a judgmental, narrow minded response towards someone off the bat, then I actually go, okay, okay, okay. How do I feel about that part of me? Am I at peace with it right now? Or in this bigger situation happening in my world at the moment, is this, is this a little sign for me to do a little bit of tweaking here, do some integration with my shadow, have a little conversation, say, how are you going? And, and then get back on track because 
you know, deleting stuff sometimes it just, you know what I mean? It's just not, you can, you can have that admission to yourself that, Hey, that was bloody judgmental, you know, of me, you know, because we can yeah. do that. Control or delete it. But then it's like, okay, yeah. How can that serve me moving forward? Because obviously if I'm not at peace with it, then there must be something going on, but I'm a bit at peace with it. It might just have been a knee jerk reaction. I've gone blah, blah, blah. But then go, ah, whatever. It's cool. Not now. Nah, I don't really, I'm at peace. It's a different thing, isn't it? You get what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, I do. I um, had a, um, a couple of things happened and I sort of tried to shake it off and let it go. And I always go, like you said, I always go to me. So where is that in me? Because we do mirror um, what's coming at us. And so I thought, where is that in me? And especially over probably the last four months, because we were in that yucky nine end of year, like the first part of the year was okay for me, but the second half, things were coming up with people's situations and relationships and, and whatnot. And I didn't quite understand it. But then as the year got to the, the end and I knew that it was the ending year and we're going into a new year, it sort of made me look at, okay, what do I need to let go of? So even, even though I correct myself a lot and I say control, delete, and I let go of that negative thought process, I always do look at where things fit with me and where they sit with me, but I do it in a positive way. So, so first up, I'm, I'm releasing that negative thought and then later down the line, I have a look and see where it sits with, with me. Why did it come up? Um, and generally, I've tipped the, the scales. Like with um, manifesting all the time, somebody said to me, oh, there's, there's a balance. There's a balance of good and bad. And I said, no. Really, no, there's not. Once you start manifesting and once you're in service, and I don't mean I do everything. I'm not perfect, you know. I, I'm, a, I'm a human being. I muck around. I swear. I don't drink a lot, but I have I've, I have drank a lot. But I, I still have a drink every now and again. I have fun. I laugh. I dance. I do all the normal things. But I'm, I really feel like that I've tipped the scales so that I have more positive than I have negative now. So when, when I used to be younger and, and not listen to spirit, uh, I was probably having more negative situations than I were, was positive. And now I've tipped the scales and I really believe that you can do that. I agree. I, I find that, um, you know, more often than not, oh, just, just um, that the guidance comes through around how to step into the heart space a lot quicker yeah. With regards to self and other people, just so much quicker. And I, I actually feel like when that's missing, oh, my God, so much heartache. You know, we get into our abandonment issues and our rejection issues and, and our, I'm, I, I don't like that person issues because they're being nasty or childish, whatever. Do you know, it's like, oh, but, but if we step into heart space around and if we are actually in that heart space more often, it's so much easier to step in, isn't it, Linda? I mean, it's yeah, so it yeah. You know, so if yeah, exactly. So if we're coming from that most of the time, life just becomes a lot easier, much more resilient, you know, like to bounce back from. Um, so I find that too. Um, it, it doesn't mean I'm not knocked over sometimes, as you probably are as well, you know, something just sideswipes you and you just go, oh, whoa, okay. <laughs> Normal human traumatic response. Okay, uh, check. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, no, it just feels like it's, well, after you experience that a few times, it makes you like life a bit more too because you start to feel like, okay, yeah, crap happens and stuff, but hey, I get through it really quickly. And then it, you start to build that confidence, right? With yourself, spirit, the whole deal. Oh, certainly. I tell you what, I call it humanness. Every now and again when that bloody humanness comes in, I don't like to deal with it. <laughs> you know, I, I'm pretty, I've had some really tough, tough times early on and so I'm pretty resilient. Um, but every now and again, something just sneaks up and bites you on the ass, and you just think, oh, I could have reacted better. But anyway, that's the way I handled it, and, and it took me a while to get back to my heart space. Um, but, you know, once we all get to that, that heart and that unconditional love and stuff and sharing and everybody goes, oh, all that, you know, poppycock and woo-hoo stuff, do you know, what a nice place to be. 
really is. Yeah. It's just like if you're starting to, to get the, the life and the feelings, like I had a girlfriend not long ago say to me that she wanted her old job back. And she said, I felt like I had more respect and, and um, I had more um, people relying on me. And, and I said, what sort of feeling did you feel when you worked there? And she looked at me and I, she said, what do you mean? And I said, well, what did you feel? She said, I was busy all the time and I was this and I was that and I was a little bit stressed. And I said, is that the sort of feelings that you want to actually have in your life now? Yeah. And she said, no. And I said, well, figure out what it is that you want to have in your life now because that's what it's all about. There's no point going after something that you want if it's going to make you feel like shit. You're going to be stressed and tired. I know that you have to work hard. I'm not saying don't work hard for it. But when you're passionate and it's your sole purpose and it's in line with your soul and your authentic person, the truth of you, your heart sings, you get energy, your eyes light up. It's not something that absolutely wipes you out. It can do um, if, you don't, if you haven't balanced the giving and the receiving to yourself and those sorts of things. But we're talking about things that make your heart sing. So really manifesting nowadays is about manifesting what it is, the feeling that you want to have in your life. Do you know, if I had asked myself half the time of the relationships that I've been in, what do I feel like now? No, that's not a feeling I want to have. I would have been a lot better off. <laughs> what a great little shortcut, sweetheart. I think that, that, pe that people need to hear that, to really hear it. Um, how, you know, like um, a lot of, a lot of manif well, things we want when we think about them, they're actually quite empty. Mm. Or we might feel some excitement attached to the thought, but I would like to, yeah, like you, invite people to say, okay, but along the, alongside what you want, in partnership to that, as, as if there's a marriage there, in, mm. in partnership of what you want, are you able to sit in the feeling of, if, if it's going to bring you joy now, are you able to sit in the feeling of joy right this second if it was to happen? Like, really feel it? And if you feel that you would be overwhelmed or stressed or whatever it is from manifesting that, and people do, like, they think they want to win lotto, but then they win it and they go, holy crap, what the hell, how do I distribute this money, blah, 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 and they go into overwhelm because they haven't got a clue as to really how to deal with the abundance that's come in. So, yeah, we can invite people to walk that journey a little bit with their feelings, I think. Oh, exactly. But see, this is where the trust in spirit comes from. If you really are going to work with spirit, I ask them to come in 24-7, you know, just control everything. You just come in and just guide me. Um, so this is where your trust or your faith in spirit really comes into it. So instead of partnering it with a job or a person or whatever, saying to spirit, okay, spirit, I really want to be in the perfect relationship for me and I want to feel this unconditional love and I want to give that unconditional love. So I'm going to say to you, spirit, for my highest good and the highest good of everybody, can you bring me that, please? And the same about a, about a job. Okay, you know, Spirit, what qualifications I've got, what I can talk about, what I'm passionate about, what you use me for. So can you please bring situations that are for my highest good, that are going to make me feel uplifted, content, happy, joyous, that I'm going to travel, you know, and just feel free. So that's the sort of way I ask Spirit now. I tell them the feelings that I want to have. They know what I'm good at. Yeah. So to bring them for my highest good and not be specific about the actual thing. So yeah. that I'm just saying these are the sort of feelings that I want to feel and I want to continue feeling them. So will you please bring situations in my life, people that make me feel like that? And I just totally trust that they will bring more of that in. Yeah. Because, I mean, if you want to have a really hot red Lamborghini Concha truck, 
Contash, whatever they're called, or a Ferrari or whatever it is. And you imagine yourself visualizing yourself sitting in it and being joyful and happy and that kind of stuff. That actually might manifest for you because you're so connected to the visual and so connected to the feelings and so connected to all that. Sure, you might manifest that. You might manifest a heap of money in your bank account. But maybe there's something else that would make you happier, but you just don't know it because you've been caught up. Not you particularly, Linda. Just, just no, I know what you mean. Yeah, generalising you. Um, caught up thinking about that, like tunnel vision stuff. And yes. I love what you just for about like, well, you know, I mean, the way I heard it was it's bloody none of my business the form it comes in, you know. Um, and I love that because that's how I feel too about what I'm doing. I really don't have any idea. But what happens is it taps me into my infinite potential because... I believe anything's possible at the same time for having no idea. I'm completely open to it. I'm just going, well, you know, you guys got this. Jesus, you know, I'm I'll, sure I'll turn up. But, you know, the reality is I'm going to continue to feel peaceful and joyful and heart-centred and um, loving the journey. And you guys will use me in the best way possible with all my skills, like you were saying. Uh, with all my energy that I have, that 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 may be a transformational presence to the world, you guys will you'll you'll just serve it up. You'll do it, and I think that that's that's an awesome way to be of service to the planet and to ourselves as well. Oh, it is, and it's and it's great. Um, yeah. Somebody said to me one day, "It's blind faith," and I said, "Yeah, but it's bloody working. It's bloody awesome." It is, and why not do it, you know? Just, I've struggled so much in my life. Um, why not? If I found a way, and, you know, I'm talking, what, shit, I'm talking like five years ago. I got rid of six years ago. I got rid of all my stuff, travelled with two suitcases, and I'm back here and I have a car and a unit and furniture and I get to do what I need to do. And I'm, but the thing that, that's probably even before, I, I got a home again. Before that, I had a contentment. That void was filled because I was back off, I, instead of being off the rails, I was back in my spiritual path and that con connection and that um, void was gone and that was filled by, by my self-love and by spirit, okay? So it was when I actually stood up and I said, these are the, the sorts of feelings that I want to have. This is what I want to feel like, you know? And the freedom of that thinking really started to change my life and it really turned it around and doors started to open, you know. And being, spirit wants you to be free. And, and that's why we talk about a free will, but even what we manifest with them, it's to be free. So I could say that, that I want to, I actually have done a vision boards, you know, and um, I've got some of the things off the vision board, but they didn't make me as happy as I was prior to getting those things. So it was me, what I wanted, what the way of life that I, I wanted and just being on board with spirit. So I've, I've found my purpose, my energy driver, what makes me happy, giving and helping people, you know, make me happy, but it's balanced. It's, it, it is really balanced. I'm looked after. Spirit looks after, after me. I asked um, a few years ago for, for my soul family to come in and then I started meeting different people that have got the same attitude and the same feelings towards the humanity and spirit as I've, I've got and that makes me happy. And so on the other side of the coins, as you start getting those happy feelings and manifesting what you want in life, some things and people drop away, but it's okay once you realise what's actually happening. It's a bit scary when you don't know and you don't realise, but once you start just stepping into it, it's just amazing, absolutely amazing. It is. And i just got to say, i just got to take an opportunity to say this. Um, I just think you look amazing. Like I feel amazing. You are. Like, you're just like... I've never seen you looking so good. Like, you're just, like, amazing. I'm just, like, I'm, I'm just pulled over by your everything. Your, your inner and outer beauty is just oozing out all over the place. 
Thank you very much, but I'm not very well at the moment, so I've hit it well. Um, but, wow. but that's well, just... You know what? I've just got to say that it's interesting, though, that that's still coming across, even though you don't feel well, because obviously you are well in, oh, in spirit. I am. I'm, I'm the happiest I've, I've ever been. Um, and that's just been... You know, I don't know whether you, you, you manifest and you manifest and you manifest, but then when you really click with your life's purpose and you really click with um, the acceptance of who you are, I mean, I'm in Tasmania and Tasmania is a lovely place, but, you know, I've been doing this spiritual stuff for like 30, 30 years. Back then I didn't know anybody spiritual here. You know, so I used to do the cards and do it under the table and we'd just all get together and I never really talked about it to people. So I've sort of come out of the closet here as well. And people, I have more, um, what's the respect? This is probably my thing at the moment. I have more spiritual people on the mainland, I'm talking about Australia, the big island, um, than I do here. Um but you get me talking about spiritual stuff, that's what I need. You know, I can come home and, and I do all the human stuff and catch up with family and friends and things like that. And then I sort of go, in a couple of weeks, I go, oh, now what am I going to do? And then something spiritual will come up and I'll go, yes. You know, and you get that energy and you get that excitement. And, and so I know that that's the road I'm supposed to be on. I love that. I totally yeah. relate to you. Like, I loved hanging out with my family over Christmas time. It was awesome. And, I mean, I had lots of spiritual discussions mm -hmm. with my dad, with my husband, with friends and things like that. But um, this is the juice for me. Like, this turning up and doing these enlightened conversations, oh, my God, I just I was hanging to come back to work to do some. <laughs> and I hadn't even planned any, like, to start recording season two. Like, a week after I got back because you know, respecting and honouring, you know, the process of coming back to work and things like that. And it's just like, I just had, I had some come forward and I was just like, I, I just said yes straight away. I was just so excited. So yeah. I, I totally understand what you're saying because it's like, well, you do. When, when you start to step into what you know makes you, or really gets your, your, your spiritual juices happening, you know, or, or, you know, your love for life, um, yeah. that's, you can't argue with that feeling. It's it's pretty awesome, isn't it? I call it my sweet spot. Yeah. You know, when, when I'm in my... And, and I've actually... People have said to me before, uh, when I've felt like I've been in my sweet spot, I'm a Leo, so I'm, a pre, I'm out there, I'm abrupt, you know, I'm a bit cocky. It was worse when I was 21, though. Um, thank God I've mellowed. But people used to say to me, you know, oh, you're 10 foot tall and bulletproof. But when I'm in my sweet spot, I'm confident... I'm, um, I'm on my shit, you know, I'm, I'm in the zone. I'm really in the zone. And that has been, I, can, I have manifested and I have shown, been a bit of a show off in, in past, um, a long time ago. And I've said to them, watch this. You know, and I've gone into places and I've gone bang, 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 bang. And because I've been in my sweet spot. So I've actually walked in and, and, and I can feel it because it's, it's like powerful, you know. It's really powerful stuff. So that's what I mean before. You have to be really careful with what you say because you have got power. I remember, shit, years ago, somebody was having a water fight and they actually went to put a hose on me and I went, don't, because every time somebody does something to me, something happens to them. You know, just, and control, I'll delete that again because I've stopped that from happening. I didn't know back then that I could alter patterns but now I can um, and he hosed me down and I had to go inside and get changed by the time I came out he'd been fallen over and was taken off to the hospital and he came back and he was on crutches for six weeks so do you know that sort of shit used to happen to me all the time so really be careful about what you're saying what you're thinking because man if you've got a bit of if you're a bit of um, connected to spirit you really have got power behind you so you really have to be careful yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. And you know what? While, while you were talking, I was thinking about this, right? I don't think that people think about, like, manifesting this way. But it's so obvious when you, when you do. But I'll just share this. So something happens and you have a thought 
and then you feel something. Okay, so we know this, like cognitive behaviour therapy says that that's how you, you know, would go into therapy to rewrite your thoughts so you change your feelings. And it's so, it's so simple, but it seriously is. Like every thought we have will manifest a feeling. So we, you know, the more ownership, well, the more aware that mm. we are about the kind of thoughts we want to be thinking, you know, not, not forcing ourselves to think them because I think that, that that comes back to the shadow. Like if there's a part of my personality that really thinks that, um, I don't know, red fire engines are crap or something, um, then I need to go and have a conversation with that, with that part of me saying, well, I know that you, I know you think red fire engines are crap. Well, can I, can I ask you why, what, what's going on for you? How do you feel about that? Blah, blah, blah. Because how that anger or that judgment is affecting my person, my energy centers is important. So if I think that's important, then I'm going to go and address it and I'm going to have a little chat and resolve it so that that instant manifestation of getting into that energy, um, the minute I see a red, red fire engine, could have been because, I don't know, my dog was run, run over by a red fire engine. You know what I mean? It could be anything attached to that unconsciously. So I think, and, and also there's this thing um, I want to bring up about forgiveness. You know, when you think of a person that's done you wrong, and you're angry towards them and you you'll hang on to the thing that they've done oh you've okay so you say something so everybody can see that because they wouldn't have seen that when you held it up because i was gas bagging do you mean releasing and forgiveness <laughs> maybe maybe and we did not plan that <laughs> no <laughs> none of this is planned so um Yes, I do mean that because you know what we wear that we wear that reaction all the time. You know what we think that other people who've done us wrong need to say sorry. What we need to do is say actually, if I just take away the judgment of judging whatever they've done to me, that actually hopefully catapulted my enlightenment then I can actually come back to a state of gratitude rather than judgment. And I think that's yeah. a big, that's a really big deal. Yeah. Yeah, right, releasing stuff. See, I, I'm a theta healer. So theta, we can actually remove blocks and patterns just within a couple of seconds with words. Um, so I suppose when I, I'm a little bit, it sounds a little bit flippant to me when I'm saying, you know, control, alt, delete, I'll just get rid of that. Because in theta, that's what I do, you know. But I go up into theta and I go, you know, release this block and pattern and this and, and, and sort of say what it's for. You know, for years um, I was, I've had counselling and all sorts of things done for things that happened early on. And I tried Dianetics and that's a little bit like the cognitive behaviour that you actually discussed. I wasn't into um, Scientology, but I did try the Dianetics part of it. And so, you know, if you fall over uh, next to that rose bush and you hurt your knee, every time you smell that rose bush, you get a pain in the knee. So I understand how that works. I sort of believed in, in that up until I did the theta healing because it can, like I said, it's instant manifestation and, and so we can go bang and gone, you know. Um, if it's something that, you know, and because and I have a con we have a contract with spirit theta healers, spirit will either say yes or no, you can clear it or no, you've got to go and do some homework. Well, you know, so, I like that. Yeah, yeah, so they do say no and I have sent people away doing homework and that's where the forgiveness comes into it, you know, and writing and the forgiveness is a really big part in releasing that to manifesting, you know. So you, you've got to be able to be open to things and forgiveness closes you up. It does. It does. It's straight away. Boom. It's, it's, it's like this, isn't it, Linda? Yeah. If people yeah. only realised how much non-forgiveness affects their actual energetic system, they'd, they'd change it in a heartbeat. They certainly would. Yeah. I went to Egypt, you know, this is uh, how I think of my heart now. I went to Egypt um, last year in April and we learnt about um, the afterlife and, and the pictures and the hieroglyphics and the lady I went with, um, she was an Egyptologist and she'd studied Egyptian mysticism and she explained it. And at the end of your life, they weigh your heart against a feather. So your heart needs to be light. And, yes, Anubis is there and he puts his paw on to make it a bit heavier, you know, just to help you out. But your heart, this is, we're talking about sort of like judgment day. Your heart needs to be light. 
So therefore, all the forgiveness and stuff that you're letting out is actually lightening your heart, which is actually lightening your energetic body, your soul body. You know, you're all connected. So that in itself is while you're emptying your heart out, you're making room for more stuff. I agree. And you know, like when I, when I dive into my heart chakra, the yeah. big message is definitely unity consciousness and connection, right? So the heart itself, um, it connects all our other energetic centers as well. Yeah. So when we have a good relationship with our heart chakra, usually all the connections and the relationship between all our energy centers and all the wisdom and all the divine energy flowing through us flows better. And yeah. so it, I understand why it's kind of like at the center of everything and that why they say heart, you know, the heart megahertz are, give off a million, I don't know how many, I'm, I'm exaggerating, uh, a lot more frequency than our, our brain frequency. Yeah. I don't know, all I thought of was 528 hertz. <laughs> thank you, sweetheart. I knew you'd know. <laughs> Brilliant. Thank you. Um, yeah, and so for me, it's really, I, I just find that... Um, being willing to uh, detach from what what someone has done uh, to us and go, okay, separate from that, what did I learn from it? Did I strengthen? Has it taught me to build my relationship with myself? Has it taught me to build my relationship with spirit? Has it informed me how I can now choose or notice what will serve me better? If we can answer any of those kind of questions, yep. what is there to forgive really? Because it has been a catalyst for that, that, that awakening. Well, half the time we don't, I, I think when we're in our humanness, um, we don't even realise that um, it's for our own good anyway. You know, exactly. it comes back to, to being something that easy that it's probably for our own good. Do you know, there's a few things along the forgiveness and releasing that you need to do when you're manifesting. You know, you need to stop talking negatively. You need to stop gossiping. You need to stop doing all of those things. So then that moves you again into, you know, if you think that we're, and remind yourself that we're energy and vibrations, just by doing that, you step out of another vibration and so then you're attracting some, some more people, some other situations. And these situations that you had problems in that probably you were sort of thinking, um, you know, you were sort of arguing with and, and they've done this and, and playing the blame game. Once you start moving forward, you don't blame so much. You actually start seeing, well, that's just the way it is. That's that's happening because I'm supposed to be over here and they need to be here. So all of that, that stuff stops, doesn't it? Yeah, you stop, you stop saying, well, you, you actually start saying thanks for being an asshole. Like, you know, I mean, that sounds, you know, maybe sounds negative, but it's not. It's like well, if someone's actually acted like a, 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 a really yucky, awful person, yeah. it, doesn't, it doesn't mean you can't say thank you to doesn't have to be out loud to them but yeah. it doesn't mean that you can't really feel it yeah. because like genuinely if you are feeling that you have really owned your power you are yeah. not in yeah you're not then that blame that you're not directing all your energy away from you with your finger pointing that way do you know yeah. you're not because I, I i'm really big on that lately i just I almost can even see people draining out of them when they start to blame i, I can energetically yeah. see and uh, it's, 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 if only people knew that again, if only people realised how much was going out of their body at that moment in time, they would, they would stop and then go, okay, let's have a look at this really. Well, that's right. This where your attention goes is where your energy flows, isn't it? So that's the way it goes. But, you know, um, like I said, your humanness comes into it. Last year uh, at the, the second half, I, I got wrapped up in it and I rolled with it, you know, and... It took me a little while to come out of it and, and know, you know, well, that's okay because that's, that's the old and now I'm moving into the new. But a lot of the times, too, writing helps. So when you're releasing yeah. and forgiving, you know, I always say um, I actually have been talking to a lot of people lately about where do they start. They go, you want write forgiveness? Like where do I start? And I said, okay, 
think back in your life to where you were your happiest. And, they, and when the person said, oh, I was 10. And I went, start there. Because if that's when they were the happiest and they're in their 30s now, there's a whole lot of shit that's happened in, in there, you know, and a whole lot of forgiveness that needs to happen. Um, so they start where they were the happiest and they just move through that. Right, pick a, um, the first thing, you know, the onion layer scenario comes in here. So you know that if you think you, you pick the most major thing, but when they take that off, there's other stuff underneath. And you pick something and you say, okay, and you write it and you go, okay, this is what happened with this person in this situation and this is how it feels. And your last sentence is, I now release all pain and any judgment or forgiveness I need to and I now give the universe that and I let it go. Do you know, just that little writing exercise, I did it when I was on the sunny coast and I was living on my own. I wrote 57,000 words. There's days that I'd write something and just go to the beach, have a cry and not come back to it. But once you start, it's just cleansing. Yeah, it is. And I'd like to invite people too, like to start with them forgiving themselves. Like if they can't forgive another person for doing something, that's okay. They're just maybe not ready, but it can bring them to that point of, well, can I, look, if, if I did that and I was unconscious and maybe I have done it, maybe in the past life I've done exactly the same thing to someone, would I be able to forgive me? And, you know, and if not, you know, why not? And, and then start there too, because sometimes when we start that conversation and that dialogue with understanding, like maybe even writing that out, why wouldn't I be able to forgive myself? Oh, would that be horrible? That, 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 you know, and maybe, maybe it would be too hard. Maybe it wouldn't. Maybe that's something that we're holding on to that we've not done yet. And so therefore we've attracted someone to mirror that unforgiveness of us. And, um, and it's an opportunity for us to step into it. You know, them doing that to us is our opportunity for us to step into forgiving ourselves for it. Because I'm a big believer we've done everything or we will do everything. So no matter what the worst heinous act is, we've probably all done it or we're going to do it. In this lifetime or other lifetimes. So we might as well get on the forgiveness train. <laughs> oh, look, theta healing, when I do some theta, I'd like some healings, you're actually going back through past lives. So I know everybody would like to think that they're Joan of Arc or, you know, somebody, Cleopatra are out there. Trust me, we've been bakers, butchers, shoveled shit, fed the pigs, whatever. But we haven't done a real lot of good, like good things. And, and that's where the um, patterns and the blocks we're releasing now um, with just words because I did a theatre healing for a lady at on the sunny coast, Hinterland, and we were talking about her, everybody was coming and she was cooking all the time and, and just um, she seemed like she needed to look after everybody. Anyway, it, it came back from several past lives ago and we let those things go. And so we, I just released some blocks and patterns. Anyway, a couple of weeks later she sent me an email and she said, you know, since um, you did that healing, and I said yes, and she said, um, just letting you know, I haven't had my puffer since then and I've used it for 30 years. Wow. So she, I love you, that. I love those stories, got to say. But we didn't even touch on her breathing or anything like that. It was completely different to, to she was holding a breath every time people were coming in, you know. We didn't even go there. And she said, oh, by the way, the dog doesn't bark so much anymore. <laughs> and the dog was, was sitting under the table, you know. So you just don't know emotional, physical, mind, body and soul when you forgive and let go where it actually helps you in your life. And, you know, the best thing I did two years ago, Louise Hay, 10-week courses. And when I'd finish of a night and go home, and the light bulb moments were every night, and I'd go home, and my daughter was doing things a bit different. Whatever you do goes down your DNA. So for future generations, however you work on yourself, because I worked on myself, I said, the buck stops here. It's not going on any further. And I'm damn well going to make sure that the next life I'm here, I'm going to have a bloody good life and I'm not going through the same things. But what I've done is changed for my daughter and her families. 
So it, you've changed your bloodline. You've changed your, your karma, your, your past patterns, the karmic patterns. You know, I went to John of God in Brazil last year and we were talking about things that we could pray um, in the triangles for and things like that. And somebody said, pray for, have your parents passed away? And I said, yes. And they said, and I, they said, what sort of life did they have? And I said, well, they were farmers and hard workers and they battled. And they did, you know, that's, that's where my, my upbringing came from. And they said, well, you know that you can actually help and ask and pray for the release of the karmic energy that they had so when they come back they can have better lives. And I went, oh, I never thought of that. So I've been karmicking out everything, <laughs> anybody and everything. And I thought, what had everybody come back and have a better life? Oh, absolutely. And you know what? We're all connected and you're right. Like when we shift something in ourselves, it shifts for everyone on some level. It gives, it's like we're not holding the you know, planet back. You know, we're actually letting, doing our bit to really say, you know what, the invitation's there, your free will's there. Here it is. We've served it up for you. It's right there. So hopefully you'll step on the cloud with us and lift. Um, yeah. Now, I just... I, I, I just know that we are coming to, I know it's gone very quickly and I've really, really awesome, had an awesome time, but I just want to make sure before we head off and, and do our things and that, that people know where they can find you, where they can connect with you. Anything coming up in the next little while, this is airing in April, so anything coming up around about April or towards the you know, end of the year of this year? Yep. Well, you can always get me over at Willow's Way of Life's Facebook page. I don't have um, a web page, um, but I've got an Instagram and I'm on Facebook and I can always be contacted um, there. At this point in time, I haven't got the dates back to what I'll be doing this year. Um, I know May I'm in Victoria and June and July I'm in England, Ireland, Scotland and Wales. And I think November I'm in America. Um, so at this stage, everything's a bit sketchy at this point in time and I'm just waiting for some validation. Um, but I'll be popping up here, there and everywhere and, uh, you know, thank you very much. I've loved talking to you. It's so nice to be on the same, and I don't mean to be rude, on the same level as um, I'm, I'm in Tasmania at the moment, so I struggle for spiritual conversation. <laughs> well, I, I, I know how, how, look, all I can say is I relate, sister. I <laughs> love enlightened conversations so much. I am really excited and to be doing it. So um, thank you so much for loving it as much as me because I, I kind of feel like it's, it's cool when you have someone who really, who's really into it as well. Yeah. But um, I'm sure this won't be our last conversation, sweetheart, and I am really looking forward to staying connected with you in the future. So thank you so much again for your beautiful presence and sharing your energy, your wisdom and your way of life with us, darling. Thank you for having me.